Hello everyone, this is Jessica Manja, and this is the very first episode of my hopefully long series of podcast episodes. I welcome you wholeheartedly, and I want to start this journey with you immediately, diving right into the topic of this episode. As you saw from the title, I want to chat with you about owning a business and mental health. In fact, the title of today is Working in the Wedding Industry and Mental Health four ways to optimize it. Now, I don't know that I can speak for all entrepreneurs of every field, but for sure, this applies to 90% of the wedding industry vendors. I myself, in fact, I'm a photographer and I shoot weddings. I have experienced all the highs and the lows of being a creative person working in a very beautiful industry that inspires and keeps you motivated, but that it is also competitive and it can be a little bit isolating and frustrating at times. So I want to start this first episode um, in a way that is going to be motivational and hopefully inspirational. And I want you to leave here today and go about your day feeling that you own the power of your business in your hands, but also that you are in charge of your own happiness and mental health. So I'm going to share the four things that I found over the years with my experience, but also by reading books and getting educated on the matter um, to be the most helpful when it comes to bring your mind back to focus and put put your anxiety in timeout when you get a little bit lost in the business game and you start feeling a little bit overwhelmed. I have been a wedding photographer for many years, um, but I truly experienced the truth of what it means to own a business and being a photographer, but also a photographer entrepreneur only four years ago when I moved to Los Angeles from Italy. Some of you may have already heard the story, but for those of you who are new here, I welcome you and thank you for joining. But the story very briefly says that I made once upon a time four years ago a critical decision at one point that changed my whole life completely. So I used to be an art director for a communication agency in Milan where I was born and raised in Italy. And one day, after a series of events, not necessarily all negative, just it was a variety of things that happened, um, I made the decision to become my own boss and began, and began my own um, business adventure. Um, so if that wasn't enough, I also decided to push myself to my own limit and I arbitrarily decided that if I wanted to really be successful at this business thing, (laughs) I had to move to Los Angeles as well. So I don't expect that this applies to everybody, but just know that just making the decision to open a business, it's a freaking big move. So uh, you don't need to move to a different country to be successful, just to clarify that. Um, So I don't expect everybody to be just as crazy, you know? crazy normal is crazy enough. (laughs) So when I moved, um, it was pretty difficult. I um, had a tough time adjusting, mostly, I want to say, for the language barrier 
at first, but also and most importantly because I didn't have a network or a support system in the industry that I could lean on. So it took a little while for me to stand strong on my feet and um, all I had for me to support my business was my formation and my education that led me where I wanted to go. But the wedding industry is not just made out of um, <laughs> cotton candy and flying unicorns. And I don't think this is just attributable to the wedding industry per se, but I feel instead it's mostly related to any industry which heavily rely on social media and the digital presence for promotion and exposure. So, well, pretty much every industry nowadays. But I feel it is mostly related with the fact that this sense of alienation comes from most of us or most of industry vendors becoming such from different life paths and don't really have a cohesive formation. You know, like... If you want to become a lawyer, you study law and then you have to pass the bar and then you do some training and an internship and you keep growing from there, right? For the wedding vendors, um, there's really no process to follow. Yes, of course, if you want to be a photographer, you can second shoot for somebody and learn from them. You could be coming a planner by um, assisting a planner in their work or maybe working for a florist and learn floral designing. However, all of these paths are not linear. There's no really um, step one, step two, step three, right? We just kind of learn as we go. And a lot of people uh, that I talk with and that I coach share that they pick their career choice at first out of passion, but sometimes also out of desperation. Sometimes they lost their nine to five job or maybe they quit their job for frustration. So regardless uh, of whichever path led them there. Some people change their career path all of a sudden and that led to opening a business and now they feel lost as if they are driven by like an invisible force that pulls them towards the goals but they have no idea in which direction they're actually supposed to walk. So lots of people end up experiencing burnout, frustration and Unfortunately, a lot of people end up giving up. Well, I am not a psychologist and most definitely I am not a therapist. But one thing that I know is that if you don't have a path to walk on, you most certainly, if you want to move forward, must start somewhere. And this leads me to the first of the four things that I want to share with you. Um, and that I think you can do to preserve your mental health while pursuing growing your business. And this first thing is remember why you started. Now, this may sound very obvious, but it isn't, especially in the culture that we live into. Uh, and I feel like I can speak widely about this because I literally spent half of, well, more than half of my life <laughs> in Europe and the rest of it in the US. Uh, so I kind of feel like I have a grasp of what's going on. But basically, by default, in our Western culture, we are programmed, literally, to do business optimizing for money. And that is why, in fact, most of us begin their careers with different jobs. 
We don't begin our careers as photographers or wedding planners, unless this is something that was born with us, you know, that we literally felt inside from day one. But most of us literally begin their careers thinking that their main goal is making money. In fact, there are a lot of students that graduate from college and they don't know what they want to do next. So they go to economy school or go study to become lawyers because they think, well, if anything less, I am bringing money home. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that money isn't the goal because I would be lying and we own a business. So most definitely a healthy business makes money. But today we're not talking about the health of our business. We're talking about the health of the person running the business. So I feel that, especially today, with the humongous exposition to success that we get from social media, you know, we have these parades of people succeeding and winning and doing this and doing that. We're almost forced to focus solely on obsessing on the bottom line of running a business and letting all of the personal relationships suffer, forgetting our initial objective and the passion and so forth. So the one first step to mental health when owning a business, especially in our creative environment, is to remember why you started. In fact, reconnecting with your original motivation for why you decided to pursue your business adventure is the first key. What it is that brought you joy in the beginning, what it is that you can recall, feel, tingling in your heart and in your stomach when you were envisioning the incredible success that you were going to make. In fact, when you lose the focus on where your interest really lies, you feel like as if you lost the touch with your core. And that is one of the main reasons why you allow all the external world to dictate what you're supposed to do and what your goals are supposed to be. And you know, with that, you get distracted and ultimately that puts you in the position of feeling uncertain and doubtful. Sorry, I'm going to repronounce it. And doubtful, (laughs) where you constantly are trying to catch up with others. Then the second thing that is very important for us to do when feeling that our mind is getting a little warped by the running of our business in our industry is to forget what others think. I cannot even begin to tell you how many times it has happened to me personally to feel this way, but also how many times my students come to me and express that they have maybe an idea of what they want to pursue, but they worry that that is going to be, that they're going to make a wrong move. And Again, lots of us begin this business journey without a proper business education and we dive into wedding planning, wedding floristry and photography, videography, you name it, unprepared. So we kind of follow a pretty windy path trying to guesstimate the best next thing to do. However, if you think of this as an adventure and you allow yourself to take the risk of leaning towards listening to your gut feeling and listening to that gut feeling that tells you what you're supposed to do, then you pursuing interesting experiences opens up possibilities that otherwise 
have been hidden to you and were inaccessible. Your experience and uncertain path could be the wild reason why you become a powerful network lever, for example. By joining other industry groups and learning from others and getting yourself out of your comfort zone, you may find real opportunities. And by playing by your own rules, you may become interesting and pivot that energy to help others who are looking for that little magic in their own life as well. Then the third thing to do to keep your healthy mind in check while you're running the marathon, uh, (laughs) running the business, is to identify whether your feelings are motivated by reasons or excuses. There are a bajillion of reasons why not to try to do something, especially something that maybe feel outside of your comfort zone. And you're going to say things like, well, I don't know, maybe the time isn't right, or I have this thing that I have to finish first. But those are just things that you say to yourself or even out loud, just to calm your inner voice that says to you, don't do it, don't do it, just to shelter you from taking a leap. Acknowledging that we are not already experts at everything and that it is okay to do something that can be a little foolish serves the purpose to become the successful entrepreneur that you want to be. Sorry, I stumble in my words when I get excited about the things I say, so forgive me. Plus, I'm excited to do this. Um, And, you know, it's the first episode, so bear with me. (laughs) I purposely decided I wasn't going to cut these. I want them to be as um, real as possible. So I promise I will get better. I will try, at least. Uh, That will be my mission. So I'm not going to make excuses, but (laughs) um, bear with me for a few, okay? So... Uh, very often, I'm going to go back to be serious, I see my colleagues and my students setting themselves up for disappointment as they choose to play safe because a certain choice doesn't seem to be practical enough in the pursuing of their goals. For example, why even think about growing your Instagram presence when everyone knows that everybody buy followers nowadays? Well, that is not the way you're supposed to think. You either decide to think big and hold yourself in high regards enough to follow your path with reason or not come up with excuses. The whole point of running a business that stays profitable and grows exponentially every year while you grow as a person and as an entrepreneur is to keep it going for more than just the beginning sprint of the race. What seems to be ridiculous today, like a humongous goal that you think it's absurd and ridiculous, it's only such if you do not start working on it right now. In the future, it will be nothing. If you push yourself to dare, you can create a genuine roadmap for yourself without trying to guesstimate the right move. Maybe it was going to take four, seven, ten years, but you will get there. If your goals are worth being pursued, then you will pursue them and will not keep trying to achieve them with some kind of a watered-down version that only serves the purpose of protecting your ego. And this brings me to the last of the four points to keep in mind to run a business with a healthy entrepreneurial mind, which is 
win even if you lose. This is likely my favorite advice. I stand and live by it. I will say that sometimes it's hard for me as well. And it's easier to give advice rather than follow our own. But I want to share this with you in hope that this empowers you and allows you to keep going. And I want you to know that you need to make sure that even if you're losing, you're winning. And and that is what literally Thomas Edison did when he was working on creating the light bulb. In fact, he said that for the 10,000 times that his process didn't work, he never failed once. He just found what not to do next in order to succeed eventually. So if you walk into any of your business endeavors, acknowledging that a potential negative outcome is not a failure, but an opportunity to learn what you don't do next, then you will see each task as a way to gain knowledge and acquire experience rather than feeling hopeless and depressed. Um, A lot of people give up just a couple of steps before they become successful. And that is because they didn't realize how close they were to actually winning before they gave up. So maybe it's just going to that, I don't know, networking event you don't want to go to. Or maybe is I don't know, sharing a little bit more of your face on social media or maybe choosing to define your working hours instead of responding to emails until midnight every day. Or maybe it's to go out there and shoot more photographs or try submitting more pictures to magazines and blogs. Whatever the case may be, if there is the chance of that outcome to be good at all, then you should be on it. The worst that can happen is that you learn something And the best is that you get additional benefits. So there we go. This is the end of our episode. I hope it was motivational. And I hope it inspired you to go and work on your mental health and therefore on your healthy business growth. And I will catch up with you in the next episode. Go have a good one wholeheartedly.